Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you with us here on Exit Coach Radio, where we talk to advisors from uh, many walks of life, uh, professional advisors of all types, so that you can get their tips, ideas, and precautions. And with me today, you're in for a real treat, Marla Malkin, uh, Marla Malkin of Malkin Marketing Group. She's the owner and principal of that that uh, group and uh, that company. I should say, and she's a fractional chief marketing officer, and we're going to find out what that exactly means in just a second, but she's also a strategic communications professional for service firms and medium-sized businesses. So when you're wondering how to message what you do out to the general public, it really helps to have a person who specializes in this area to take a look at what you're doing and, and help give you feedback and get things messaged right, because that's what the world's all about these days. So, Marla, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. Marla, uh, I've, I've seen you out and about. We've known each other for a long time uh, in, through a group called Provisors that networks together professionals here in, in Southern California and other areas. Um, but uh, what I'd like to hear a little bit about you uh, from you is uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this field yeah you know it's interesting um i have been involved in the marketing professional as a marketing professional for you know about 25 years and um boy i went to journalism school when we used to sit in front of a typewriter you know so that was a long time ago and Mm -hmm. of course over the years how we do business has dramatically changed So I really started out my career as um, what was termed a publicist or a public relations professional. And what's happened in in, this time is that the media has become so pervasive that um, what we used to do to market our businesses has changed dramatically. And so what I have done over the, the years is come to a place and develop a methodology where we can really um, hone in on who we're trying to reach and the way we're trying to reach them. And coming full circle, I have worked with a lot of business and professionals. And what I find is, you know, the best companies and firms often have the hardest time growing because they're so focused on the day-to-day operations of running the business. And they try to take things on, um, including marketing, and it really brings them away from what they're trying to do uh, to reach their goals and objectives. Yeah, it has changed. You're like you're you're right. It's changed so much, and so many people that are have been busy may not have been uh, keeping tabs on what all the different uh, 
trend lines are, the different ways of communicating. You know, I I hear from a lot of older professionals and business owners. Uh, they say uh, I I missed the yellow pages. It was easy. I understood that. Right. How, how do we navigate right. this crazy social media bifurcated uh, climate out there? So um, that's what you do with your clientele. Tell us who you typically like to work with. Who are your clients? So my clients are middle-sized companies or firms, and um, you know they're companies that may be in a place where they really don't have the funding to hire a full-time, high-level marketing person. And a lot of times, they bring people up from administrative positions, and unfortunately, they waste a lot of money. You know, they they kind of throw things out to see what sticks, and then they realize that they have no metrics in place and they really haven't been able to see the results. So what I do is I look for companies, and companies look for me, where they've had these problems and they have no key performance indicators in place, and they're ready to you know, have somebody that really understands how to get in, um, fix what's broken, and really help them see the results. And company owners or principals generally are the ones to hire me, and they're usually happy that they can go focus on their business. Um, so the other thing that I do that is really helpful is, you know, it's funny, um, people become professionals in their field because they're very good at what they do. And everybody knows today, for example, that they need a website. Well, it's hard to um, put together a website or hire somebody to do that unless you have an understanding and a background in websites. So they need a project manager or somebody to handle different marketing projects, um, and then they can go do what they do best, and then I handle all the groundwork for them. I hire for them. I keep those uh, professionals on point and on deadline, and then you know report back to the principals of the company and help them reach those goals and see the results. You know, uh, so many... Uh so many professionals um, are now working in, in, in the fractional area. We, you know, you and I hear a yes. lot about fractional chief financial officers. And you know, big companies, of course, they have a chief marketing officer. They have, you know, mm-hmm. the, a chief financial officer. They have good, talented people full time. But smaller and mid-sized companies really don't have either a, a budget or a, a necessarily a need for a full-time person in those positions. So that's, it sounds like that's where you can fill in as the fractional chief marketing officer. Can you tell us a little bit about like some of the, the jobs that you're working on to give us an example of how you work as a chief, uh, fractional chief marketing officer? Of course, you know, it may not make financial sense long-term to hire an in-house person, and they might have projects that they need completed temporarily. So um, a short-term chief marketing officer adds clarity and ensures, um, you know, return on investment. So um, the kind of companies that I work with, for example, um, there is a law firm that I'm working with currently that has had a shift in their practice area. And the general public knows them as working in a particular area of law. For example, um, this particular firm is a, was known as a bankruptcy firm. But our economy is, is actually quite good right now. So they're finding that their bankruptcy practice has diminished and they need to market their other areas. So what we're doing is we're really overhauling all of their messaging, their website, 
and um, you know shifting the focus from that practice area to new practice areas and you know just really helping them put together a marketing strategy that includes getting out there um, speaking engagements and really publicizing the fact that they are very active in these other areas uh, another client of mine is a publishing company that has been known as a you know, book type publishing, kind of like you're referring to the Yellow Pages, but they produce um, media books, advertising books. And what's happening is they need to focus now on their internetcation as much as their print publication. So they're trying to um, recreate their product. So I'm working very strongly with, actually they have an in-house marketing person, um, and I'm working with their in-house marketing person to redirect um, their strategy to bring messaging and more information that they now have sort of two forms of their business. And, you know, we see that a lot with businesses that do multiple things, like the you, the example uh, I was thinking of, they sell sunglasses and umbrellas, um, you know. Right. <laughs> for but But when you're marketing, it can be a big mistake to try to tell the world that uh, everything that you do, but what what is would you say is the number one marketing pitfall for businesses that you see out there? You know, the number one marketing pitfall that I see is um, really not thinking through their budget. So you know, they're really not even having a directed marketing budget. So somebody will come to them and say, hey, you know, why don't you advertise in a business journal? And I think that's a really great idea. And then all of a sudden they spend, you know, thirty to $50,000 on advertisements. And that money could have been spent in a better way. So I really feel that the most important part of this is that they do not have a marketing plan. They do not have, um, you know, points where they're checking to make sure that they're on target. And so my suggestion to any company is to take a look at their annual budget and figure out what's the best way to utilize that budget. You know, and there's a lot of things you can do that are free. I mean, actually social media is free, you know, other than ad, you know, if you do some Facebook and type ads, but the reality is there's a lot of um, free services that can be provided if if they handle it correctly. So that's that's what I um what I like to help them do. So take a couple steps back and look at the big picture for what your budget, your overall budget, uh, is, and then and then kind of put together the program so that you're not um, you're not having to abandon a program midstream where it's where it's least effective. Is yeah. that the the idea behind that? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you know, and we have to look at where we are right now. And you know, one of the things I had said to you is that it would be nice to give some some tips and really take a look at where we are in marketing. And so, you know, we're in a place where you really have to be respectful to your audience. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, marketing respect means taking into consideration your customer, your audience's needs and perspective first and in your messaging and in your marketing relating to those needs. A lot of companies make the mistake of, you know, touting what they can do before they really listen to what it is that their target market needs. So my advice is whether you're a professional company or a firm, um, you know, you need to take a look at this as a conversation. And, um, you know, a conversation, of course, and is a back and forth, and it's much more sincere than, you know, selling, so to speak. Um, so the first thing you want to do, of course, is determine who you're talking to and what your target market is. 
So that's, you know, that's something that I like to help my clients do at the very beginning of the process. There's a lot to it. Uh, you know, can you answer a question that, uh, that I have, Marla, that, which is, what's the difference between marketing and public relations? That is an age-old question that I have been asked for years. <laughs> so uh, I love that question. So if you think okay. about marketing, marketing is an overall umbrella. So marketing um, encompasses everything from sales, um, and public relations can be included in that. Advertising, everything comes under that umbrella. But public relations is actually pertaining to um, giving information to the public and building a relationship based on that information. So uh, an example would be um, if you are writing an article, um, you're giving somebody information about something they need to know rather than selling your, your services to them. So a person who is a publicist is somebody that is um, getting information out about their client in a way that the public can relate to. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that means um, it's a softer sell. You know, it, it's, it's letting people know information about uh, something that's happening. It could be, for example, if you're an attorney and there's an area of law that you are a specialist in, you might be able to impart information about that where they can use that information in, in their in their life. So in some ways it's it's uh what you say, how you say it and where you where you where it's being seen it sounds like it is a is a big part of of all of this. Uh, you know, one thing that we see a lot of these days is what I call side door marketing. And do you know uh -huh. what I mean by that? It's it's like let's let's uh We'll get to the product, but first let's let people let's get people feeling warm and fuzzy about us. Can can you? I, mean, exactly I think a lot right. of people yeah. wonder. Well, yeah, they wonder about how, does that work, and and also, you know, if if I could put a currency to a like, what is a what is a a like worth or a thousand likes worth to my company? You know, all it really does is is show that there's support and it it brings. Um, a following in terms of, well, if it's a bandwagon approach. Well, if it's good for them, it's probably good for me. But, you know, to your point with, with um, public relations, what's going on today is that uh, companies are a lot more involved in marketing with a message. And that is, you know, kind of a combination of what we're talking about with public relations. But, you know, it's really a concept of conscious capitalism. For example, we all know about Tom's. You know, how if you purchase a pair of shoes, they'll give one to a child in need. Well, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a good feeling. You know, somebody feels good about working with a company that's giving back. And so, you know, we take that one step farther now to the point where a company has to really be loyal to what they're saying. So, for example, they have a commercial and they're showing a whole group of, of young girls buying, you know, Nike or another product, and you go to their website, and you're going to look and see, well, do they have female executives? Are they really supporting female initiatives? So I believe that today, um, you know, our public relations and our marketing has become a lot more um, front and center um, in, in what we're doing. So to your point, we definitely are really concerned um, with that type of warm, fuzzy feeling um, with who we're doing business with. So it's not just about, 
your your product or what you do. It's about your brand. And can you describe for our listeners what what exactly is a brand? How would you describe it? Yes, yes. Um, you know, a brand is um, is really a feeling. And you know, I, I do use this example quite often. But you know, we we talk about the we know the Nike swoosh, right? So when you see that what are you thinking about? You're thinking about what, what that means. You're thinking about it's a sports company. You don't have to even see any words with it. You have, you have an idea of what they do. So a brand actually is the feeling and, and what you know about that company without somebody telling you. So, um, you know, when we talk about brand identity, it's carving your own niche into the marketplace. I love that. And do, do you find that businesses that you tend to work with when, when they need you, of course, um, uh, do they have, have they done a good job at branding? Do they have that uh, persona in the marketplace or is that an area that you find that you do a lot of work with? Some do and some don't. You know, a lot of times they're, they're, as you've said, they try to do too much. You know, it's sort of, it's like when someone gets up to do their um, elevator speech in a room and they talk for 20 minutes, you can't remember anything. So, you know, a lot of that is sound bites, is, is snippets of information that people can really digest. I mean, we're in a digital era. We're in an era where, you know, our commercials are getting shorter and shorter. And, you know, you really have to hone in on, on what it is um, that you want people to know about you. And, and a lot of companies have not done that. And, you know, you can, you can have many services and you can relate to needs of clients, but the first thing you need to do is become memorable, and that's what I like to help my clients do. That's an excellent comment, and for a lot of people, that means coming up with some kind of a tagline or phrase, just like "just do it," or you know, uh, something that mm-hmm. where people will remember. Maybe they don't even remember your name, but they remember what you do because you the way you said it. Um, it's, yes, it's great information. Yes, and it's it's a it's an all encompassing, really very complicated um, topic because there's so many moving parts to all of this stuff. So it's really important to have someone like yourself who has the experience and the full view of the landscape to be able to come in and say, "Yeah, I can see you're doing pretty well over here, but you know the reason you're not hitting more home runs is because over here you're you're deficient." Um, so, Marla, when someone first calls you. How does it? How does that relationship start with you? Is it just a phone call and tell me what the situation is, and you, you kind of do a little uh, listening and and uh, uh, create some recommendations for engagement, or how does it start? You know, usually um, it is somebody that is contacting me, but I, every consultation that I do initially is completely gratis. So it doesn't matter matter whether it's on the phone or we meet in person. I really like to listen to what they have going on and, you know, determine if if we are best to to work with one another. And um, and so, you know, I feel like there's an analysis that has to be done first. And so what I like to do is first when I work with somebody is to take an overview of everything they've done to market their company. Um, Usually we go back in history and we collect all that information and then we can actually make some good decisions about what the next step is. But a lot of that is um, just a process. And, you know, the initial part of it is just give me a call or, you know, you can go to my website, um, which has a contact form. 
and uh, that's a really good way to reach me. And that website is Malkin Marketing, and it's M-A-L-K-I-N Marketing.com, MalkinMarketing.com. And what's the best number for somebody to call you if they wanted to do that? Uh, the best phone number for me would be 949-637-5333. All right, again, that's 949-637-5333. And Marley, your reputation is golden in the advisor community. You're a well-connected person. You know a lot of people. That So if, if someone says, hey, you know what, I, I think I want to take care of this other issue or this other uh, area of, of my business or, or personal needs, uh, you're the person to ask because you know so many people. And uh, it's really uh, been my pleasure to, um, to interview you today and, and get to know you a little bit better. I took a bunch of notes, and I hope our listeners did too, Marla. Thank you so much. And thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 